2: Recorded live.
4: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday Night's Triumph Over Targeting Podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we have yet another special guest, someone I've been speaking to for many months now, and I'm very happy that he finally has the time and is able to come on the call. Um, If you are new to the call, please stay on, and we will get you some support, some talk to podcast numbers, and some helpful links and websites. This is a Solutions and Educational-Based podcast, but the views and opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views and opinions. My goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or especially if you're in need of some additional support, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Again, that's tiangel2016 at gmail.com. And tonight we have uh, some announcements. I'm going to go ahead and make those prior to the interview. Um, One of the first things I wanted to remind people to do, if you haven't already, please go ahead and uh, sign up to take the Bill, Benny, and Kirk Wiebe survey. And if you already have uh, acquired your survey and are in the process of taking it, I encourage you to complete it and get it back as soon as you are able to. And then if you haven't requested your survey, I can only implore you to do so. I think <clears throat> I don't think people realize how important it is to get the numbers up. So um, do yourself a favor and the community, and even more than the community, the rest of the world a favor, and please take the survey. That's how important this is. And then number two, I want to encourage everyone to register for the October 21st and 22nd Unity and Hope Conference near Boston, Massachusetts. And conference details can be found at www.2017unityandhope.com. And is spelled out, so it's 2017unityandhope.com. And then if you'd like to listen to Justin Carter's Gangstalking Confessions, you can visit his website at gangstalkerwars.com. Again, that's gangstalkerwars.com. And I... I listened to the recording. Um, I found it interesting, but I can't validate and I can't say if it's a genuine confession or not, but it's definitely interesting and I think everyone should give it a listen. Um, With a grain of salt, though, because you just never know. Um, I don't know why somebody would create a fake one, but that's just something you have to keep in the back of your mind. Um, What else? And to get back to the conference, um, I'd like to remind people to send their short TI video clips. Uh, to Matthew Aaron for making a montage of the conference. And here's some of the info. Um, so the organizers, the organizers of the Unity and Hope Conference for Targeted Individuals would like to produce a montage of short video clips of different targeted individuals. What they're looking for is a 30-second clip, 30-second one uh, to one-minute clips in which targeted individuals say into the camera
5: <clears throat>
4: that they're victims of these crimes. In addition, those wanting to participate can make a brief statement on one or more of the following topics, how long they've been targeted, when their targeting started, what city they live in, how the crimes have negatively impacted their lives, why we want others to know about these crimes. Um, Videos of people engaging with the public and passing out flyers are especially welcome. If you'd rather not show yourself in a video, in, if you have a targeted pet, feel free to show your pet's suffering or injuries and talk about your personal situation out of the camera, out of the view of the camera. Be creative. Express your outrage, suffering, strength, and determination in your own unique way. Video clips can be mailed to Matthew Aaron, who has agreed to edit the clips into a montage suitable for posting on YouTube and Vimeo and for sharing around uh, widely. Matthew can be reached at Dr. Period. Matthew. Period Aaron. A-A-R-O-N, that's the spelling of his last name, gmail.com. Again, it's doctor period Matthew dot Aaron at gmail.com. He's not available for support and outreach or anything else other than specifically for the video clips. He's very busy. He's working a job, and he just doesn't have the time. So I just wanted to clarify for that. And if you're interested in being a buddy list to support other targeted individuals in need, um, or in need of some additional support yourself uh, from your fellow TIs, you can visit StopGangStalkingCrimes.com to sign up. And then also there is in Philadelphia, Alicia, who's a friend of mine, is organizing a protest, and the location is going to be at 5530 West Girard Avenue, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and that's going to be on October 10th, and that is going to be an all-day event um, uh, visiting uh, various federal buildings. Um you can call Alicia at 267 507 8108 to help her out or get involved or ask questions. Again, that number is 267 507 8108. So that's it for the announcements. And so Tom, are you there? Yes I am. Okay, so this is Tom. Thomas Dickey. He's seventy three. He um his education background includes associate. Uh, he has an Associate's Degree in Applied Sciences, a uh, Degree in electronic, Electrical Technology, and a Bachelor of Arts in Asian History. He's a retired U.S. Army Civilian. Tom uh, lives in Honolulu, Hawaii. He's worked in various intelligence positions with the federal government for over 40 years. He grew up in Buffalo, New York, and enlisted in the U.S. Army Security Agency in the late 1963. He was initially trained as a Morse Intercept Operator. He later completed Defense Language Institute DLI training in Chinese Mandarin and Russian. He served overseas in Afghanistan, India, Vietnam, and Germany. He retired after 24 years of service in 1984. He then became a Navy civilian employee working at the Intelligence Center Pacific and the Joint Intelligence Center Pacific in Hawaii. In early 2002, Tom became an Army civilian employee at the CUNIA Regional Signals Intelligence Center. Tom retired on the last day of 2011, thus missing the opportunity to meet Edward Snowden. Tom became a TI in 2014. So welcome to the show, Tom.
6: Thank you very much.
4: So... um. Uh, Is there anything you want to maybe start, you know, um, uh, maybe go back a little bit? Do you want to um, go into your history a little bit more? Um, That would be welcomed as well. Is there any more information you want to volunteer?
6: Yes. I counted up my years of service, and I was in the Army for 21 years and in civilian service for 25 years, so it came to a total of 46 years.
4: That's a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Is that something you always wanted to do with be in the military when you were young?
6: Uh, Not really, but, uh, well, here's how it happened. Um, A friend and I graduated from that uh, technical school in Buffalo, and we had been told that companies didn't hire people who were eligible for the draft. So we found out soon that that was actually the case when we went out looking for work. So we went down to the Army recruiting station, and the first person we talked to was a captain who uh, was impressed with our uh, electrical or electrical and electronic training, and he said that we should go and talk to the Army Security Agency recruiter. And uh, it was pretty common practice back in the 1960s for uh, those recruiters to tell people that they might be working in embassies in civilian clothes. Mm.
5: Okay.
7: And that was it, huh?
6: Yep. I I was in the Army Security Agency until when was it? Uh 1977. I had I had married my wife overseas and I had not turned in the uh required security clearance investigation paperwork on her. So, but I did when I got to uh DLI. Uh but halfway through the course, uh the Army came or Army Security Agency dismissed me, and the Army said that I could remain in the course because I had good grades.
4: Hmm. Okay. Um, One thing I have a question about, this sounds intriguing. Maybe it's just, maybe I watch too many movies. You're a Morse Intercept Operator. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's really interesting to me.
6: Yes. A Morse Intercept Operator took oral input, A-U-R-A-L, and uh, typed, typed that on paper.
4: Okay.
6: So you would sit there with headsets on at a at a typewriter and copy copy Morse code.
3: Okay, I see. And then um, when did you end up in Hawaii?
6: Uh, Let's see. I was stationed in Hawaii from when was it? Can't remember exactly. But my daughter was born in Hawaii, and then after I retired in 1980. 1984. We came back to Hawaii in
4: 1985. I see. Okay. Um, are you a fan of Edward Snowden? Because I know you mentioned him in your bio.
6: Yes, I am. I think he's a national hero. Yeah,
4: I think he is, too. And so then, let's. I guess we'll delve into how you became a targeted individual or how you suspect you became a targeted individual.
6: Uh, probably started at CUNIA. I had been encouraged to uh, apply for employment with the NSA. I was an Army civilian employee at Kanuja, but somebody encouraged me to apply for uh, NSA employment. Uh, that was around 2005, so I did. And I went, uh, I had to travel to uh, the FANEX, the Friendship Annex, where the uh, uh, interviewing and testing was. Uh, conducted for new hires to NSA. Uh I was told that I had I had uh I would be selected. I was told that I would be hired in uh, the beginning of fiscal year 2007 uh which was in October 2006, but when that time rolled around, they said that there was no money for new hires. Uh later on I was uh encouraged again by a different supervisor to reapply for uh, NSA employment, and I did, and I went to back to the Fanex again in uh, 2009. Um, everything, well, I didn't hear whether I was really acceptable or not, but uh, uh, when I inquired about whether I was going to be hired, all I heard was uh, I was still in security processing. That went on for about a year, or over a year, and uh, finally I decided that I wanted to retire
4: I see. Um, prior to um your experience of being targeted, had you heard of it in, like you know, being in the military, had you heard anything about these type of programs or people who claimed to be targeted?
6: No, I never even heard, knew what a targeted individual was until after I became one. Uh,
4: yeah, that's always that's what I hear every time. Um and what were what were some of the symptoms you first noticed?
6: Um in uh, this was in uh, around August 2014, I started hearing voices. I th- uh, at first at first I thought they were radio broadcasts or TV broadcasts from another apartment in the building. I even got up one early, late one night and tuned my radio to see if I could find a broadcast what was similar to that. It was they were uh, political broadcasts. After a while, though, after a couple of months, I started hearing my name mentioned uh, how much money I had in my bank accounts. And other stuff like that, and then in on De- in December there started to be a tuning phase. People would recite numbers backwards and forwards, and uh, on the twenty seventh of December I made the mistake of actually talking back with them in my head, and and it's still been still going on.
4: When you say mistake, what do you mean
6: by that? Well, I should never have uh, commented to them. Engaged? Yes, engaged, yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Um,
4: you think that makes it worse? Or is that because of mapping your
6: it's all It's all ridicule and uh, things that denigrate me.
4: Right. I understand. Yeah.
6: And uh, they, what they, do you... they They claim to be NSA, but sometimes they, they claim to be CIA or FBI.
4: Okay. So they're claiming that they're with the intelligence agency.
6: Yes. Uh-huh. Uh they they say that they are testing they're using me as a guinea pig for a new uh satellite system uh and disseminating these uh synthetic telepathy signals by uh cell phone towers.
5: Ah. Uh
4: that's interesting. Okay. Um and most of the voices you hear are external, they're from outside of your body, like they sound like they're close by, is that right?
6: Well, they sound like they're actually in my head. Uh the volume is not not great, uh, and sometimes I can't understand what they're saying if there's other uh, other noises.
4: Right, so it's 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 difficult to to hear. Yes. Or to interpret, I should say. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and what about other areas of targeting? Do you get any type of directed energy weapons? Are you being followed? Is there anything else that indicated to you that you were a targeted individual?
6: No, I'm not experiencing those more uh painful symptoms of uh targeting.
4: What about being followed or no, having I've
6: never I've never noticed uh anyone following me or gang stalking me.
4: Well that's good. Um, do you have electronic harassment or uh interceptions or any type of uh telltale signs of uh interference? no I
6: do not I d don't I don't think I'm exposed to microwaves, it's just the uh synthetic telepathy. Okay. Uh I have to I have to say though that uh this was preceded by the establishment of a surveillance sta- uh surveillance stakeout in the apartment directly above mine.
8: Hmm. Okay.
4: Well, that's interesting.
6: This happened um, while I w- this happened while I was working at CUNIA. Uh there was a woman who owned the apartment upstairs and I had seen her in the hallways at CUNIA. And one day uh we were both going down in the elevator. And I introduced myself, and uh, she said that she was an SAIC contractor at CUNIA.
9: Okay. That's another interesting piece of
4: information. Um, Well, tell me how you, like, came to find the community. Did you start researching your V2K and what it was called? Or what was your first reaction the first time you realized it wasn't just some voice close by to you? What was your initial
6: reaction Well, I was a little bit scared, I guess. Of course. Mm-hmm. And and I started doing research after that.
4: You did. And then you kind of found uh, the community. Yes. I see. Um, do you do anything to try to shield or uh, kind of lessen and dampen some of the fields? Or what What have you done to kind of protect yourself
6: or disengage? Well, from actually nothing. Um, I don't know if there's anything that can stop the uh, synthetic telepathy.
4: Yeah, I understand that. Hmm. Um, what about... Um, do your family does anyone in your
6: family pardon pardon
4: what about your family does anybody around you friends family relatives do they are they aware of what you're experiencing
6: no i haven't told them i um, I live with my wife and daughter but i haven't told them and they don't believe it anyway because they see me looking for mind control stuff on the laptop and uh, they think it's a joke
4: i see Okay. What about? Is there any friends or family that is aware of your plight? Um.
6: No. Uh. Some. Uh, some friends. Yes. I've I've been sending them all kinds of stuff about it that I find on the internet. So I believe they know about it. Okay.
4: And you think they believe you for the most part? Pardon? You. You. And you believe that they believe you.
6: They don't believe me, or do believe me?
4: They do believe you.
6: Uh some of them do, yes. Yes, one person in particular seems to
9: To believe that
4: this is happening. Yeah.
6: Yes. Let me get back to that surveillance stakeout uh for a while.
4: Okay. Uh
6: so that SAIC contractor uh owned the apartment upstairs. Uh apparently she sold it to another guy or to a guy. Uh and he I my research showed that he was an uh, Internet Technology Specialist at Hickam Air Force Base, um, and later later he moved to Fort Shafter, which is not too close from where I live. Uh, then there was a phase of re- refurbishment of the apartment upstairs. A, a guy completely remodeled it, and he said that uh, his job was to travel around the country uh, refurbishing apartments. Uh, the, there, uh, there was a new owner of the apartment in 2013, a young guy. Uh, I looked him up on the Internet, and I, I, his, his Internet page, his Web page had a picture of his daughter wearing a police hat. It was uh, a huge hat that came down over her face. So I think he was a uh, Navy police officer at uh Pearl Harbor or someplace.
8: Oh.
6: And another another coincidence is uh when I worked at CUNIA I was required to have my vehicle registered with uh, uh the Navy because the Navy um operated that property. Uh so I had stickers on my cars that said C O M N A V R E G H I, which stands for uh, Commander Naval Region Hawaii. Uh and when the when the young guy bought the new bought the apartment back in twenty thirteen or became the new owner. I found out that that from uh uh property tax records. Uh his oh, I... car his car had the same vehicle registration stickers and also there's a coordinator for this uh, stakeout uh who lives in the building. He's got another house someplace else, but his Vehicle also back in those days, his vehicle all, also had the same uh, registration stickers.
4: Have you had interactions with these gentlemen?
6: Oh yes, yes, yes. I, I, uh, they started having um, monthly meetings. The people, people working the stakehouse, or stakeout, so they would have these meetings uh, at the at the end of one month or at, or at the beginning of the next month. And they would be held from like 11 p.m. until 3 a.m. or so in the morning uh, outside at one end of the building. Um, Later on, they moved to the side of the the building that I lived on, so I was actually able to hear some of the conversations. And I heard my name mentioned, and I heard the phrase uh, surveillance stakeout also mentioned. Uh, they, They were about 30 feet from where I was, where I was trying to sleep. Um, and I made the mistake of telling this coordinator that I thought it was unprofessional for people to be talking about a surveillance stakeout. So immediately the uh, meeting stopped or got got moved to some other location.
4: You kind of basically called them out on what they were doing. and yeah.
5: Yes.
9: Um,
4: what other questions did I have? I wanted to go into... Uh, have, have you, when you, you haven't told doctors, or you're not, you're not uh, in counseling or anything like that. No, I'm not. Um, what do you think is going to happen, or what do you expect to happen in the future? Do you think this is going to continue for you?
6: I, su- I expect it probably will.
4: You don't think there's an end game or
5: um, a time no, at this? No, no. Retir-
6: returning to the apartments surveillance, uh, stakeouts, uh, I made a little checklist, uh, of things that I had noticed. Um, uh, the first one I wrote down was suspicious quiet. If the, if the apartment up near you is extremely quiet, nobody listens to the radio, nobody watches TV, uh, things like that. Uh, that's an indicator. If there's suspicious noises like uh, cables being dragged along the floor upstairs or someplace else, then uh, that's an indicator that they might be using FLIR cameras, for, forward-looking infrared cam- cameras to, to watch you. Uh, another thing is work schedules. If people seem to, uh, come, to the, come to that apartment at regular intervals, like a day swing and uh, midnight shift, uh, that's an indicator. Another one is external coordination. I don't remember exactly what that was. And then uh, late night meetings or parties at at one side of the building. Uh, Parking space assignments are uh, apparently uh, given to these people that do the stakeouts or at least the uh, coordinator. His his parking space right now is right down below my um, kitchen. And the last the last item is uh, is is the surveillance stakeout common knowledge to a few of your neighbors?
9: And so it seems to be the case.
6: Yeah, I can I can email you a copy of this and you can distribute it if you want to.
4: Oh, great! Thank you. I have, I have
6: to make one uh, change to it.
4: Are your are your communications pleasant? You when you speak with them, uh, there's no hostility.
6: No, I I I say hello and he says hello and uh, we joke about certain things. So, okay,
4: all right. Well, that's a really interesting story. Um, so do you participate in activism? I know you're trying to share this information with you know people that you know and trying to bring awareness on that level. Is there anything that you think might work for the community? Um,
6: I can't I can't really comment on that. Um, I, I send emails to. Everybody that I know, but not many of them respond.
10: Yeah, of course.
4: Most people don't even know what to say. Seems that way. Or they're a little frightened by the information. So. Well, is there anything other other topic before we go to the questions and answers portion of this? Uh, is there anything else, and any other area you want to discuss before I open up the lines?
6: No, I don't think I have anything else.
4: Okay, well, I'm glad you were finally able to come on. I know we've been talking about it, and I, you know, spoke to you, gosh, some time ago. So I'm glad you're here again. Thanks for finally coming on. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for the story. Okay, guys, so this is the question and answers portion. So if you would like to ask a question, just star 8, and I will get to use, uh uh, one person at a time, obviously. So um, when I unmute you, you'll hear a notification. You'll know that I'm unmuting you. It'll say you are now being unmuted. Um, so just because you hit star 8 doesn't mean you're unmuted immediately. So just wait for that notification. I'll give you a little heads up when I'm heading your direction. So. Okay, star 8. let start from the top.
9: Okay, Northwest California.
4: Hi, Northwest California. You have a question for Tom? Oh, Ella,
11: I was going to ask you something before the call started.
4: <laughs> I pushed sure that like half anything? an hour ago. Okay. All okay. right, I'll go ahead. Okay, North Florida, I'm going to come to you.
9: Hi, Florida.
8: Hi,
12: Ella. It's Sandra. How are you tonight?
4: I'm good. How are you?
12: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the gentleman's name, um, but um, my question to him was, I I believe that he mentioned he was in some some type of signal intelligence when he was in the service?
6: Yes, I did. I was in the Army Security Agency. Uh, It doesn't exist any longer.
12: Okay, but that was... Signal intelligence.
6: Yes, SIGINT. signals intelligence.
12: Okay, okay. That means
6: intercepting intercepting other people's uh, communications.
12: Okay, well,
6: especially especially military communications.
12: Right. So so, have you so you just get the V to K. So I'm not I'm not really too familiar with it because I don't get it, I get the electronic. But is there um with regard to V two K um you I believe I heard you say you don't believe there's any measures that could be taken to interrupt it or to stop it.
6: No, I haven't I, I think
12: you said to stop it, but, but my question is would there be any way to interrupt it?
6: No, I don't. I I haven't found any yet.
12: It, but you have you have tried some measures.
6: No, no, I haven't tried anything really.
12: Oh, okay. That's really I I can thinking. hear it
6: everywhere I go. Right. I can hear it in the house, and if I go out someplace on the bus, I hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown, I hear it.
12: Um. So, do you think that have you heard it as you were, um, as you were or as you are going to sleep, do you hear it then?
6: Yes, I do. I think it goes on all night.
12: Okay, wow. 24-7. So then, uh, just one last question. What, if anything, do you think about the um, the recent developments with the uh, foreign diplomats in Cuba and uh, they're having these... Um, these problems from acoustic covert uh, weapons is how they put it. Um, um, They didn't provide much more information than that other than the fact that they were having, you know, various symptoms from it. But in your experience with the service and in the service, I think for me um, this would be the second Time that that I've actually known something like this to be acknowledged. The first would be obviously the um, people who were working in the uh, U.S. Embassy in Russia, uh, in Moscow, and then and then now this event. So I just wondered, you know, if you had any thoughts on that.
6: Uh, I just heard that stuff about. I just read that thing about the Cuban. Activity today, but I didn't. Re- I just skimmed it because I was had to do other things. I'll go back and look at that.
12: Well, thank you very
8: much.
6: You're welcome.
5: Hey,
9: Sandra, I'm going to put you back on hold. Okay, now I'm going
4: to come to South Carolina.
10: Oh, hey, hi. Hi,
4: Ken. How are you?
10: Fine. Yeah, I just at Tom. Did you ever um, do any research on who that subcontractor um, was or and or is, and what what does that stand for? That that uh, S I A C, I guess it is. Uh,
6: I don't remember exactly what it stands for. You can find it online. It's a it's a contract firm that apparently does a lot of work with uh, NSA and other things.
10: Okay, because in the past, a lot of people have thought. Um, a lot of this, this work is being contracted out to harass people and target them with this electronic stuff through the Defense Department, and the government, and s- such agencies as Blackwater and all. So, so this is that's good that you know <laughs> something like that's revealed. I mean that's and possibly can be stopped. But anyway, okay, thank you for the well.
6: I can't I can't say that she was actually involved in that. Uh, that was some time ago, and she doesn't live in the building anymore.
10: Yeah, they're pretty good at covering their tracks and leaving. You know, she
6: was she was elderly. She, I think she was older than I am.
10: Yeah, that doesn't seem age doesn't seem to matter in in um, many of these cases as far as who's harassing who. So that that wouldn't surprise me that somebody's older or uh, younger. In fact, but anyway, okay. Thank you for uh, coming in tonight and uh, letting us hear your story. You're welcome.
4: Okay, Ken, I'm going to put you back on hold. Now I'm going to come down to Central Colorado.
5: Hi, Ella.
9: Hi. How are you, Katie?
0: Good. Hi, Thomas. Hello. Thank you, first of all, so much for your service. I greatly appreciate that. And I'm really sorry that this is your reward. Um, I guess that's my first question for you. I'm an Army veteran. Um, I do, I'm not a combat veteran. I served in the 80s. Uh, but I've never even heard of the Army Security Agency. And I, I was a clerk, but I served in an MI unit. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about what that
6: is? The Army was? Security Agency? Yes. Uh, it was activated in 1945 to do uh, signals intelligence, and then it was deactivated in 1976. Uh, it was rolled into something called the Army intelligence and security command inscom and uh okay go ahead let's see i had something else to say oh um the work i guess that that they did with in embassies was probably taken over by the special collection service when it was formed around 1977
0: to 1982 you feel that uh, your service is connected to what's what's happening do you know
6: well i I feel that my service at at uh, Cunia is connected with it. I don't I don't think anything else is.
0: Now with your uh, B2K, you refer to it as synthetic telepathy. Mine started yes. isn't it, about a year after yours did, um, and I definitely consider it synthetic telepathy. Um, but I'm all I also get getting hit like right now with a really hard physically. Now you had mentioned you thought it was a big mistake. Uh, to ever communicate with it and it sounds like you're still communicating with it is that correct yes i am okay um because I, this has been something i've been working really hard at is not communicating with it at all
5: it's very and difficult
0: i'm getting i'm getting tortured physically for not doing it oh, but too bad. i find it better than it, it's like it draws it out of you it took me over a year of working at it to stop communicating with it. And I still struggle from time to time, but mostly I'm, I've I just learned not to. Do you feel it's possible even, or do you feel like there's something almost drawing your thoughts out?
6: Well, I like to cuss them out in my head. Uh,
0: <laughs> I did that a lot, but then I started to think that perhaps that was unhealthy for me. to to just. I just wanted to put anger aside. And I I certainly understand, and I don't, uh, you know, what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for anyone else. Um, Well, another question I have for you on your synthetic telepathy: Does it it comment to you on like every thought you have, and or like really old memories?
6: Uh, Both actually, and and they can tell what I'm thinking instantly.
0: I have the exact same thing. Um, and, I mean, they pulled up memories from my childhood, and my family knows me for my very strong memory, uh, but they've remembered, it has remembered things that I would forgotten, and, and it put it back in my head. And an uh, additional question to you on that is, it also can invade my visual workspace, or what people call, call the third eye, you know, or you just visualize a picture in your head and it can comment on it. Have you experienced that?
6: Uh, maybe I have, yes. I think so.
0: Okay. Well, again, I thank you so much for your service, and thank you for sharing your story so coherently. Uh, and I, I I, hope we solve this. I did want to make a quick comment. I, I saw on, I think it was the CBS Evening News, this story on Cuba, and this is the closest I've heard any, uh, Network, a cable news network, actually discuss what sounds like is getting pretty close to uh, a lot of this type of activity is going to get exposed, and I well, hope we all
6: hope We does. can only hope that more will come out on that. Yes, and uh, I, I wish you the best. Thank, Th- thank you, you so Mahalo. much. Mahalo. That's, my... Thank you in Hawaiian. Thank you.
0: I, I'm
4: grateful. Okay. Thanks, Katie. I'm going to go ahead and put you back on mute, and I'm going to come down to Texas. Hi, Texas. You're unmuted. Do you have a question for our guest?
2: Yes. Hey, Ella. are you? Hey. Hey.
4: I can hear you. Nice to hear your voice.
2: Great. Um, Yeah, Tom, uh, thanks for coming on the show. It was uh, interesting what you gave. i just like to comment that, uh, you know, you aren't hearing voices anymore or someone with earbuds in their ears or hearing voices or someone with a telephone up to their ears uh, is hearing voices, um, you know, there's big stigma out by propaganda, you know, probably that state or military industrial complex goons running this uh house program that, you know, voices, this, this, you know, you know, this stigma, this, this evil magic that you know can also be treated by, uh, you know, these these drugs
1: that are making these uh, pharmaceutical. Hey
4: Spencer, I'm so sorry.
1: sorry.
4: Tom, are you hearing him up? Because I'm just hearing every few words.
1: No, no, it's breaking
6: up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that tends to happen. Uh, let
2: me go. Um, let's see. Return. Okay. Um is it a little better now? Yes.
4: Yes, perfect. If you can rephrase your question.
2: Uh yeah. Well fine. Not I, rephrase I, it, but if somehow, you can reiterate um ask your question. Yes. And uh I wanted to comment that um uh, you know you start hearing voices more than a person with earbuds in their ears is uh, uh hearing voices or uh some of the telephone up to their ears, hearing voices, you know. They, they're the only person hearing sound, but it's not because of some, um, you know, newfangled, subjectively-defined um, so-called disorder uh, created by the Freudians, um, you know, 50,000% returns on, you know, their, their newly-created infantry. Uh, I mean, it's V2K science goes back to 1962, there's a peer-reviewed journal article by Alan Fry in the Journal of Applied Physiology that shows microwave auditory effect can stimulate the uh, auditory cortex of your brain and modulated properly can put things in your head. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's human nature. You know, they, they laughed at Galileo. They laughed at you know a lot of progressive thinkers. Uh, so um, you know, it's it's. Science and i and it uh you know i put this schematics and uh helped uh you know put a um link to the journal article on a site a slash v two k if uh you would like to educate your family the science that's being used to use the uh synthetic stuff because it's, it's no more hearing voice and um you know, putting a headphone in your ear that only you can hear. It's, you know, being with micro auditory which colloquially is all 2K. Uh,
1: so, uh, you
2: know, sometimes we just, you know, we're up against this misinformation, disinformation campaign, uh, and it's tough. And uh, I, uh, you know, I, I feel your saying I've been uh, bombarded by this electromagnetic torture uh, and organized uh, talking for three years now, 24-7. And uh, I've become somewhat of an active uh, scientist in regards to the matter, and uh, it's, uh, it really perked me up when I heard you mench- mention uh, SAIC um, because uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but on the eve of Trump's inauguration in January 2017, uh, the CIA released Freedom of Information Act requests related to the Stargate group Flat program. Now, they built it as this program that lasted 20 years to study the magical ability to read minds. And they said, oh, they pooed it, they said it was a failure, and they said it was, you know, uh, nothing that you know, concern yourself with. Uh, you know, they released these documents when the media was entirely distracted with Trump's inauguration. They're all online on the CIA reading room. There's still thousand different documents. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely breaking up again.
4: It's breaking up
2: again. Um, I, um, it, it, how am I now?
4: Uh, I don't know. It's really it's choppy. It's hard to hear. The whole time has been a little oh. bit hard
2: wow! You know they um, so remote access. They put my phone. They delete my photos, my recordings, so uh, they can make it go to five bars to one bar, uh, drops a dime. But maybe I can I landline out?
4: Did you say landline? I'm only making out every word or so, every few words.
2: Yeah. I'll call back on a landline and start. Right, is okay.
4: that okay? Sounds good, because I know you're saying, I can kind of make out what you're saying, and I like what you're saying. So, um, Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold, and we'll come down to CC. Hi! Hey. Hi! Hi! So, no, yeah, sorry, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I, was try- I could hear probably a little bit more than you guys could hear, because it seems in the chat people couldn't hear Spencer. so... Um,
5: well, hi,
3: hi, Cece. So, welcome to the call. Do you have a question for our guest? I do. I have two questions. Uh, the first one is: Was there anything that he signed as a person who was uh, part of uh, uh, the armed forces that puts him in, uh, puts him at a as a volunteer for any future testing or experimentation? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? That's my first question.
6: Yes, Um, I'm I'm not aware that I signed anything like that.
3: Okay. So, And I was wondering, there was another gal who said that she was in the Armed Forces as well, and and I had wondered, is there anything in any of that paperwork that volunteers the person uh, for potential experimentation or testing? Okay, number two, you had indicated that you're speaking or mentally speaking to the persons who are uh, um, sending the the voice of God weapon to your head, Um, you say they know your thoughts as you're thinking. Do you think it's possible that they're downloading to your head the thoughts and then they're responding to your thoughts? Uh, Or do you actually feel certain that they know your every thought
6: i'm certain that they know my every thought i'm not aware that uh they can do do that or are doing well that.
3: i can tell you they can download thoughts to your head oh. i have experienced that i have down. Da- they have downloaded um um what is it called um um fast thinking what is that called racing thoughts but I, I recognized that they weren't mine. It was very mechanical. It was very computerized. Um, and then, of course, I've also experienced the forced speech, which I knew nothing of targeting when that happened. And I was taken aback that my there was, you know, voice coming out of my mouth and I was speaking. And, uh, and I just thought, what the hell? You know, I, I, I was like in my body as the observer and my voice was speaking so that i know they can do and then they can download thoughts into your head uh and then i and i had wondered are they able people say they can they can tell what you're thinking and my thoughts are Is it part of a deception? Is it that they're downloading thoughts to your head? You think they're thinking, that you're thinking, and then, of course, they respond with the voice of God weapon um, and talk back to you as as they just... Finish downloading the thought. For example, you might think to yourself, or you think you're thinking to yourself, I'd like a piece of cheesecake. And they say, no, 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 those are too many calories with that cheesecake. That's just an example. But when, in fact, those weren't actually your thoughts, they actually just downloaded that to your head. So that's why I say that, because there was another TI who was up in arms about how they know what she was thinking um and somebody uh, for example she was thinking something about a, uh, a particular food then someone came into her father's house and said to her something about the the very same food and she just started crying because it it upset her she was new to being a TI and she was she i I don't think at the time she knew what was happening, but she also gets the uh, Voice of God weapon. Anyway, I won't take up any more of your time. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to uh, want to speak, but I just wanted to make sure that they weren't downloading thoughts to your head and then, in turn, the next step was to u- utilize the Voice of God weapon on you and make you think that you had just thought of whatever it was you, uh, that they downloaded to your head that's That's all I wanted to say, okay, thank you
6: no, i don't think they're doing that um, i think no. they're just I think they're just able to hmm. uh, uh read every thought that i that i that comes into my head, but i don't think they're putting thoughts in my head
3: well, that's interesting because uh the gentleman that um I think his name is justin carter that's his alias, and uh, his real name is Brian. Crofer or something like that. Crofen uh, said that they can read every single thought that we think. Not, no nothing. No exceptions. So that's a huge intrusion. Into uh, talk about intrusion. Talk about privacy. I mean, you can't even think without uh, them downloading your probably uh, your thoughts to a computer. Uh, just like they do our emails and our phone calls, our cell phones and and you know, whatever else uh it is that uh they're doing. Uh anyway, um, I'll I'll uh, go away now, Ella. You go on ahead and uh take some other calls. Thanks, DC. Appreciate it. Well let it. me
6: uh, let me go over what I'm hearing again. Uh I'm he- actually hearing a chorus of voices, or at least the voices reverberate. And uh I'm hearing people who claim to be with uh NSA and I'm also hearing people that I knew a long time ago. Um,
3: were they part of uh the military?
6: No, actually they were civilians.
3: They were civilians and yes. you hear their voices?
6: It's not their voices. It's 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 a, a generated voice. It's not it's not them talking. Okay. Yeah.
3: Can you tell that it's a generated voice or does it sound like a human voice?
6: Well, they all sound like human voices, but uh they have this positive negative dichotomy. They'll say a, say a positive say, st- statement and then they'll negate it immediately.
12: Huh, okay.
3: Interesting. Yeah, well, that that uh what you're saying then confirms what uh Justin is it Carter I think his uh alias is uh has said that they he and he worked for a security firm and he had a problem with this type of torture and, and and it is torture uh and it's an intrusion of privacy and so uh they made him a TI and now he gets the voice of god weapon too so um un, unfortunately god bless us all uh somehow we've got to stop this this torture um Anyway, uh, very nice speaking with you. Uh, thank you for taking my questions.
6: Thank you. I think they have to uh, repeat things over and over and over because the volume isn't too high, and sometimes I can't make out what they're actually saying.
8: Anybody there?
4: Yes, can you hear me? I'm sorry. I was just yes. yes. about and I had my phone on mute. Okay, I'm going to come to South Texas. Hi, South Texas. You're on the air. Do you have a question?
12: Yes, I do. Thanks for serving our country. Um, do you happen to think this is war crimes?
6: Well, if it's not, it should be.
12: Have, have you read Title 118?
6: Uh, no, I don't think I have.
12: Yeah, that that look up war crimes and read the title on it because it really does fit it. Are the thoughts are on your synthetic telepathy? Are they thoughts that are really your own, or is it actually voices?
6: Uh, well, I hear voices, but they they can uh, uh, they know everything that I'm thinking. Okay.
12: Have they ever put thoughts in your head that ain't your own? No,
6: I don't don't think they've done that.
12: Have you read um, Dr. Duncan's
6: book, Project
12: Soul Catcher?
6: I believe I have that, but I haven't finished it yet.
12: Okay. Do you think your targeting started shortly after all the OPM records um, were stolen? Uh, After what? Um, All the OPM records were stolen for all... um, they were cor- current and former um, employees, which included the military.
6: I haven't heard about that, so I, I, that's news to me.
12: Yeah, you want to search up on that because they should have um, even offered you. It was useless, but they only offered you like one year credit check. Uh-huh. But um, all our re- all our OPM records got stolen. That was oh, three, four years ago. I'm trying to remember. But they should have notified you because I'm a former government employee, right. and, and so they did notify me. Um, but even if you were a contractor working on the premises um, of any government agency, you should have been included because they got those names too.
5: Uh huh.
6: I'll have to look that up. I think I probably did receive that. I don't know if I read it through or not.
12: Yeah, well, it was nice they offered you one free year of things, but it's good to hang on to in case something does happen. But I yeah. noticed shortly after that, it seems like more people got targeted. Uh huh. And then I don't know if it's true, but there, you know, some were saying that it was Asia. And you mentioned that you dealt and stuff with Asia, so that was one of the main reasons I was asking you too and they didn't get prosecuted or anything. You might want to do some research on that.
5: Uh-huh.
6: I find it interesting that I worked at CUNIA before Edward Snowden got there, and after he left there with all the secret information, he made a comment that uh, uh, they could actually read minds.
12: He was, he was saying that the
6: NSA had, had equipment... or. Software or whatever that that they could use to actually read minds.
12: Yeah, it's a program and it's been out since '74, um, and then a lot of it's run by bio telemetry equipment. Are you familiar with that? That's oh, no. more from a medical standpoint, but also the Air Force used it too.
8: Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that I've ever
6: been microchipped.
9: Well, a lot of them, they
12: use the EEG on it. So if you ever had a stress test done,
8: have you had a stress test done for your
6: heart? No, I don't think I did.
8: Okay. And then
12: the other one is the ophthalmologist. They like to put uh, chips on your optical nerve, and it's really They can pretend they're putting in a drop in your eye. They just have you close your eyes, and when you open it, it automatically attaches your optical nerve and there's stuff on the internet more than one website that explains that too. If you're actually thinking on some of the stuff that they know everything about you, some of it's actually visual is what they're actually picking up on too. Yeah. But once again, thank you so much for our service and I'll let the next um, person ask you some questions. Okay. Thank you. Thank you,
9: Texas.
8: I'm going to go ahead and meet you again. Right. Memoir. I'm going to come to you. Hi. Right.
12: Hi. I have two questions. Um, I'm I apologize. Um, I didn't hear um <clears throat> your statements. Um, I'm gathering a little information here that you're military, you're targeted, I didn't hear why, or your affiliation, but that's okay. Um, One of the things that I've experienced is that they have interrogated me while I'm asleep, Um, put me into a deep sleep, and I've woken up having the memory of them asking me questions now about my childhood, about things that have happened, about things that I've forgotten about, about affiliations, relationships, and I'm wondering if maybe that could have happened to you. And number two is that you are a target. Do you have any idea what this program is
6: called? No, I don't think they ever mentioned it. Do you know where this
12: program started? Do you have any idea where this program, who started it, where it started? Um, Is it a mishmash of a bunch of programs put together, like threat assessment teams or HUD or... um, uh, Military? Do you do you have any information in that area?
6: No, the only thing I have, and let me correct something: uh, the people didn't say that they were NSA; they said they were contractors working for NSA. Okay. Or the voices that is.
12: So would would you consider that like the security company?
6: I suppose it could be, but uh, I'm not. Like just... God. Uh yeah, well possibly, but uh all I have to go f- go f- go on is what they tell me. Okay.
12: Do you have any other information in these areas that I've mentioned?
6: Uh in what respect? Well, uh,
12: as far as the structure of the program that we are on, who started it, where did it start, um how it 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 develop, developed. Um Any information, uh, chain of command, um, how it evolved into the local first responders, I feel that that happened with 9-11. I know that this program was up and running before 9-11, and I think it evolved into the first responders after 9-11. One of the basic um, problems they had with 9-11 9-11 9-11 was communication between all the first responders, and they took care of that. So this is why they can all communicate with each other. If you're known in Massachusetts, you're also known in California, or at least they could feed into that database about who and what you are, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have any idea, any... Anything to add to that that you feel might be pertinent to this program we're on?
6: No, I don't. Um, I did think of something, though. Um, When I was working at CUNIA, uh, we were in the process of leaving CUNIA uh, back in December 2011. Uh, People were packing things up. Uh, because uh, the people that still work there were going to move to the new facility called NSA Hawaii, which is some distance away, but but also on uh, the island of Oahu. And so I think that possibly Kunia uh, was taken over and is used for uh, this kind of research.
12: Do you feel that this is um, strictly... It's got to be more than research. This,
5: yeah, this, yeah.
12: I mean, they've, they've gone beyond the research part of it. Yeah, that's right.
8: This is total
12: outright oh, totalitarian state, least state
5: shit.
6: That's right. Yeah, that's right.
12: So you feel that this is a totalitarian program?
6: Uh, Yes, I think so, more or less. Have you ever uh, experienced some
12: sort of a force field? No. Have they ever picked you up and thrown you through the air or moved things in your apartment or turned things off and on without their physical presence in there?
6: No, I haven't noticed anything like that.
12: Okay. Um, I think that the lab rats have taken you know, when you take two magnets and you have light poles together, how they push apart yes. that force? Well, yes. I think that they've taken that force and developed it into a manipulation. Yeah, that could be. Oh, I know it is. I've experienced it several times. Okay, well, if you come up with anything that you feel is pertinent to this program or what you've experienced, I'd really appreciate um you to pass that information on maybe to Ella or myself make it really um known maybe okay. youtube because
6: awesome. it's important. Thank yes. you very much. Yes, I'll certainly do that and thank you.
12: Okay, Ella, I I yield uh, the floor.
4: Okay, well, thank you. Okay, Barb, I'm going to go ahead and mute you again. Let me find you.
9: Okay, let's see if there's somebody up top. Tide, I'm going to come to you. Hi, Tide. Tide? Hi.
13: Hi, Anna. Hi. Um, hope all all's well um, yeah I just, oh, just you know I, I find the story uh, the Cuba the audio harassment uh, quite interesting and and the timing of that um, of the release of the of the other videos because this is something that's been going on I think they said for, for about a year right about 2016 it started so they knew this was happening and as soon as that, that story was about to hit the wire I think you know there's, there's always a the possibility there being a red herring you know about a these videos coming out just to, just because that's the bigger news, right? The Cuba thing's even bigger because that's that's Cuba, um, and you know, Cuba is not that so sophisticated when it comes to satellites, but Russia is. Um, so I guess my question would be, what do you think about that?
6: Uh, I actually didn't read the uh, article very closely, so I can't really comment on it. Well,
13: there wasn't a lot in the article. It was basically just went on about people had been complaining about noise things and then they 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 sent home a couple of the Cuban you know ambassadors representatives here from the US uh, right away so so you know it it, it sounds to me and and it, it seems that they knew exactly what was going on and they knew how complicated it was to figure out so they immediately acted without even investigating because that's the first thing they did is they, they sent back to their the diplomats the Cuban diplomats mm-hmm.
6: yes I'll, I'll certainly watch for that and see if I can find anything else out online.
13: And then the other thing I, I found quite interesting is that, um, you know, again, I'm no expert, um, is that you were talking about how you only get the V2K, but you never get the, the microwave stuff. Um, a couple things, um, and not just related to that, but but in general, uh, regarding the M- MK Ultra stuff, how they got rid of that, but, but, just, but it still kind of goes on and... But then some people just get the electronic harassment. So whether it's it's research or, or harassment, I, I think you know. I think a lot of us, or, you know, since the 9/11 thing, uh, you know, with the whole watch list, and every time somebody's put on the watch list, there's probably a whole budget created, so everybody's getting kind of paid, so supports the system like that. But um,
6: yeah,
13: we, we, I guess I don't know where I'm going with this.
6: Well, I think they haven't used the really harmful uh, microwave stuff against me because I live in an urban area. I live in an apartment building in an urban area.
13: I see. And it would affect the neighbors kind of thing? Is
6: that yeah, what I think so.
13: Interesting. Okay. All right. Thanks very much.
6: Thank you.
4: Thank you for the question. Linda, I'm going to come to you next.
9: Hi, Ms. Linda.
14: Darn, somebody just arrived at my front door. Um, Just, just, okay. It's a little hard to hear you. That's because my mic was on my head, on the top of my head. (laughs) Um, Okay, just, somebody just got to my front door, just rang my front door. Um, (laughs) uh, Let me get back to you in two minutes, okay? Okay. Can I do that? Sure. Okay. Sorry it again, and I'll come back to
4: you. Okay, let's come down to
8: California. You can get it unmuted.
15: Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Yes, hello. Hi. Do you have a question Hi. for Tom? Hi. First of all, I want to say that in an urban area. I'm my way from the... Uh, above me. So I don't think the urban area and living in an a apartment building with others around me, that doesn't seem to do, to uh, bother anybody else. Uh, my phone cut out way back. When he was talking about the stakeout meeting and he heard his name mentioned, my phone cut out right at the time where he said he heard his name mentioned and then something else. What was that something else?
6: I heard the phrase sir, uh, surveillance stakeout.
15: Oh, okay, and, and number two was you mentioned external coordinate. Uh, I can attest to that. And Karen Stewart said that uh, with her, they use the bird calls. With me, they whistle to each other when when one is done. It's constant whistling around my apartment, twenty four seven, all day and all night. They whistle to the next person when they are done. So they use whistles here. Um, and number three. I just wanted to ask because he said he had not done anything to help his situation, but I just wanted to know if he had heard about using the neodymium around his ears, if maybe he might think that might help him if he looked into that.
6: No, I don't know about that.
15: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple people. One, the Belinda, that just uh, is coming back, uh, was gone for two minutes. She does that. And uh, another moderator, both of them swear by the neodymians around their ears. So just to help him, if that might help. That's it. I'm done. Bye. um
6: I, I'm not aware of any uh, signals. I think everybody's got uh, cell phones and they communicate with cell phones because I see the coordinator and his wife outside uh, sitting and uh, spending uh, long periods of time looking at their phones.
15: Yes, yes, they use that too. I call that community augmented, uh, community-driven reality app. That is correct. I use that for everywhere I go. But when they're just around my house and they're the neighbors and they're not carrying their cell phone, they just whistle at one another.
6: Yeah, I've also heard the term monitoring lists.
15: Yeah. Thank you.
6: Thank you.
4: Okay, thanks, California. I'm going to put you back on mute, and I'm going to see if Linda's ready for her question. Okay, let me get back to her. Let's see. Hi, Linda. Are you ready for your question?
14: Linda.
8: Oh,
14: I
9: might
8: go to the meeting tomorrow. Please. Okay, we'll go somewhere else. Hold on. I think she's talking with someone. Okay. North Central Texas.
4: Hi, Texas.
2: Uh, Hey, I'm back. How's it going? You're back. We can hear you.
14: It's a miracle.
2: (laughs) That always seems to happen. The craziest things happen with my cell phone. Of course. Well, Ella, thanks for uh, getting a good guest. And, Tom, thanks for coming home. Uh, do you, Did you pick up anything I said earlier? I, I don't want to bore people by uh, rehashing too many uh, topics.
4: I think all I right. heard more than most, but other people in the chat said they couldn't really hear, hear you at all. You were talking about the microwave auditory effect and a little bit about the government and behind it, but it was hard. It was really hard to hear.
2: Yeah, well, um, Tom, I've been um, – harassed and tortured by this uh, new technology uh, for the past three years, pretty much 24-7. So I've become uh, something of a scientist, uh, an activist full-time. And, um, you know, I I just wanted to comment on a few things and then follow up with a question. Uh, You know, my first comment was regarding the synthetic telepathy. Uh, You know, you, you aren't hearing voices any more than someone with earbuds in their ears or hearing voices, you know, just because they're the only one hearing the music or whatever, doesn't mean they're hearing voices, and the same thing applies to the microwave auditory effect, which is, uh, you know, commonly referred to as V2K. Uh, you know, the, the foundation of science is peer-reviewed studies, and in 1962, we're talking, you know, we're going back 60 years here, um, Alan Fry published an article, a very mainstream peer-reviewed journal, um, which you can find at biggerthansnowden.com slash V2K, um, called The Microwave Auditory Effect. And it lays out the science on how you can modulate microwave energy to activate the auditory cortex of the brain and modulate it to hear human speech even. It's absolutely incredible that this stuff has been around for over a half century. Uh, But, you know, due to, you know, massive disinformation, misinformation and misdirection campaigns, you know, it's seen as more far-fetched than metaphysical stories of supernatural gods from 4,000 years ago. So, um, you know, if you want to take, uh, if you want to, you know, just ground yourself and, you know, feel confident in talking about your family, you know, there's nothing you know more solid than referring to peer-reviewed science and you know alan fry and the microwave auditory effect uh has proven this synthetic telepathy to be a real phenomena for over a half century and uh you know anecdotally you know i've I uh, studied this and uh, found that, you know, since, you know, the early days of radio and Marconi back in the 1800s, they were even uh, discovering that this technology existed and the, the Freemasons were hoarding it. And then they, you know, finally it went into the intelligence services after World War II. But, you know, that's that's a side issue. Um, uh, the, the other topic I wanted to touch upon uh, was SAIC. Um It's very interesting that you bring them up because in my research, when I get to the bottom of every rabbit hole, I come across two contractors that are involved in this stuff, SRI International out of Stanford and SAIC out of Seattle, and, um, you know, uh, we were fortunate to have some FOIA documents, Freedom of Information Act documents released on The eve of Trump's inauguration when all the press was distracted, you know, 100 percent by the inauguration back in January, uh, 12,000 documents were released related to the Stargate and Grill Flame projects. And, um, you know, they claim that it was just a project they spent 20 years on uh, with – you know, enscom uh, you know, you mentioned them, you were with them. Uh, most of the intelligence agencies and the Department of Defense to study, get this, the magical ability to read minds. You know, I don't know about you, but I could tell you in about five seconds if I can magically read your mind, and the answer is no. But if you look at the FOIA documents, um, you know, for a project they claimed that was a failure and did not work, first of all, half of them are redacted. You know, it's all blacked out. And the parts that aren't blacked out, they talk exclusively almost about electromagnetic devices. And the two contractors running these programs of Stargate and Grill Flame were SAIC and SRI International. You look at SAIC's website, and they make this – I mean, it's, it's pretty much the, – the cover story is just – is clear as daylight once you realize this targeted individual program is going on. I urge everyone to go to SAIC's website. You can find it in two seconds on any search engine. Uh, they, they make virtual reality gaming equipment for the military and spy agencies. Uh, that's the perfect cover story for the hardware that's used to carry out these assaults on us. And, um, you know, that contractor is at the bottom of every rabbit hole that I've come across, along with SRI International. And,. Um, you know um, this program. Uh, someone was asking the name of it, and there's a very well-informed Army intelligence officer named John DeCamp, who's on biggerthansnowden.com. Who was a very good friend of William Colby, the uh, CIA director, who died under mysterious circumstances. And he labeled it the Monarch Program. Why did he label it the Monarch Program? Because it's subverting democracy. You know, a lot of people are targeted for certain reasons. Uh, but a lot of the vast majority are just targeted for seemingly no reasons. But you know what, Guess what? There is a bigger reason, and that's the decay and the decapitation of democracy. It's a old school style Soviet purges. They terrorize everyone who's aware of this technology by making examples of people in te- of integrity like Ella and people of integrity like Tom by you know it turns morality and common sense on its head you're supposed to reward these good people but this little coup d'etat that's silently taking place with these purges they are targeting these type of good people with this technology in the monarch program which is basically just the continuation of mk ultra they lied about mk ultra when it was going on they lied about mk ultra when it was ended the person who said it ended, Richard Engleton, the director of the CIA at the time, was convicted of misleading Congress. Uh, and, you know, multiple whistleblowers uh, who wrote books in that era, you know, uh, the, the search from the Manchurian candidate, the CIA and the cult of intelligence, and going on to Mark Phillips in the 80s, they said, oh, M.K. never ended. It ex- Expanded. They've been working on this electromagnetic weaponry since the 60s, since Subproject 119 at, you know, at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, you know Annie Jacobsen, uh, you know a mainstream author who was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize last year, uh, wrote a book called DARPA: The Pentagon's Brain, and she talks about how they prototype this sensor technology on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. So they were they were testing out this. Sensing and targeting and tracking technology, you know, and during the Vietnam War, and even Bob Woodward of Watergate fame calls it CTTL. You know, something I forget the exact definition of the acronym, but that uh, continuous targeting, tracking, and locating. Um, so, you know, this is, you know, it's a massive project, and that's why so people are so resistant to believing it, because they think that it, you know, this, you know, would have taken, you know, it just, the, the amount of manpower that the Manhattan Project took, and it did. It was the Manhattan Project of the mind, but they hit it with little cover stories. Unlike the atomic bomb that you can't hide when you explode, you can hide electromagnetic weapons. And, um, you know, so Project Stargate and Project Grill Flame with uh, contractors such as SAIC and SRI International are really what brought this program into fruition, along with the SDI program under Reagan, which, you know, diverted a ton of funds to deploying this technology. And then you have, you know, Scientific Atlanta rolling out cable boxes in pretty much 100% of our homes in certain decades and certain markets in the 90s Um, and they were the biggest CIA spy contractor going back to the 70s. So you know that's that's how this stuff originated. You know the two points I was making. You know you know stick to the science. You know the microwave auditory effect is real. It goes back to the sixties. Alan Fry, SAIC is at the bottom of this. You know Project Stargate, Project Grill Flame, the clever cover stories. It's all out there in plain daylight. You can get it on the CIA's public uh, library on their website. It's it's not classified information. Um, so. Um, It's, um, you know, those are some things to keep in mind, and, um, you know, there there is, you know, a way to detect this stuff. It's called a spectrum analyzer, and, um, you know, there's a company called Aronio that makes spectrum analyzers, and, you know, our military and security bureaucracies get $700 billion a year, you know, to fight the war on terror, and I've, ca- I've done some rough calculations, and they could use, you know, one-tenth of one percent of their budget and, you know, analyze thousands of targeted individuals and prove it's right or wrong. But, you know, it's a huge red flag that they refuse to do so, especially in a country where the number one goal is fighting terrorism. And tens of thousands of us are coming forward and saying domestic terrorism is taking place and we're being victimized by it. And the science is real. We've got uh, hundreds of scientific studies and thousands of patents to back it up. So um, uh, I don't know. Do you have any comments or thoughts on anything I've uh, relayed to you?
6: Yes, Um it's all very interesting. Uh you mentioned Annie Jacobson. I'm reading a book that sh- a recent book that she wrote called Phenomena.
2: Okay. Um I haven't delved too deeply into her works. Um she I read The Pentagon's Brain because that was nominated for a Pulitzer. And um but most of her works are pretty respectable and most of them are um you know pretty mainstream. And that's a double-edged sword, um, because by mainstream she accepts the consensus view of you know what the military-industrial complex or the deep state, if you will, in our post-industrial era, you know puts forth as reality. So, in phenomenon, from what I can tell, she is just parroting the line that the CIA and ENSCOM and the Department of Defense and SAIC and SRI International put forth regarding the Stargate and Grill Flame programs. Uh, they, you know, they, they say you know, it was just a magical ability that these psychic warriors had to read minds and to be controlled remotely and to receive telepathic signals remotely. You know, it's... B.S. 100%. It's not because Annie Jacobson is some, you know, uh, corrupt lady. It's just because she's just repeating what's, you know, the official party line there. You know, look at the FOIA documents, though. It's, uh, you know, for, they claimed, you know, they poo-pooed it and claimed it was all, you know, hogwash, even though they spent 20 years working on this with, you know, it, let me give you some background on SAIC and SRI International. These, these are the scientists that invented over-the-horizon radar. These are the scientists that invented the Internet. These are the top uh, laser and radar scientists on the planet. They are no-nonsense, you know, textbook scientific method. You know, they aren't experimenting with paranormal phenomena that was a clever cover story that they could tell their wives and coworkers when they came home without blowing the cover you know and it, it, people like you unfortunately and people like me uh you know we we we're just reinforcing that cover story, because all the people that are involved in this program that realize this silent Holocaust is taking place, they see that you and I are being tortured, basically purged. We're in this invisible Gulag created by this electromagnetic weaponry, and they become scared. They think if I don't speak up, they won't come after me. I'll maintain my mortgage payment. I'll keep my lake house. And. Um, You know, that's not true because, you know, as survey data shows that victims are increasing exponentially every year, this is the decapitation of democracy. This weaponry is like, uh, you know, a Bronze Age tribe wiping out a Stone Age tribe. It's like an Iron Age tribe wiping out a Bronze Age tribe. And you ask, how could you do that to members of your own country? And, uh, you know, it's tough and it's sickening and it's, you know, but it's happening and it's real and, you know, every, you know, founding father. This country, you know, warned us that this kind of tyranny arises when you have no oversight. We're so used to this Pax Americana since World War II. We had our, you know, isolated continent. But you know, the the, the evil that you know we see afflicting other countries from South America to South Asia has arrived here, and the checks and balances of the Constitution that are supposed to protect us from this evil are being undermined. By this weaponry that the general public just doesn't understand yet. So, you know, my approach is 100% peaceful legal activism to raise awareness of this very real weaponry based on ground, you know, hard proven science. You know, I've, uh, I mentioned biggerthansnowden.com slash V2K. It links to journal articles and it links to schematics to build a v2k device and i put a part list on there that shows you that you can build this device for fifty dollars to put voices in someone else's head and it's in a peer-reviewed mainstream journal and um that's the the key hurdle we're facing is you know tackling the public awareness issue because that's why these crimes are continuing
6: thank you everything you said was fascinating
4: yeah thank you Thank you, Spencer. I'm going to go ahead and put you back on hold. I'm going to come down to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm glad he was able to call back. Okay, Central Massachusetts, Central Minnesota. Sorry, I'm Minnesota. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's there? Um, This is Ella. I have I have a guest. Do you have a question for them? Tom? Um, yeah. Uh, no. Um,
16: no, I don't, Ella.
4: Okay. I'll go ahead and put you back on hold, and we'll have an open discussion in a bit. If I can get my board to work. Ah, there we go. Okay. So I'm going to come down to New York. So
9: if you have a question, star eight. Hi, New York.
17: Hi, how are you?
4: I'm doing okay. Is this Joe? Yes, good. Hi. Nice to Hi. hear your voice. Do you have a question for Tom?
17: Yeah, Tom, I just wanted to ask you, you were talking about a refurbishing crew, someone to come in and refurbish the rooms. Yes. Or yes. Um, would they stay there or would, um, would the next set of workers go there?
6: No, it seemed to be one person, and he lived in the apartment upstairs with his girlfriend, and he did all of the work himself. He did a whole bunch of drilling when he first moved in there. I suspect he might have been setting up some kind of acoustic chamber. And, and I've actually been up there, and there's not much there. There's only a, one bed, and the rest of the apartment is empty. I had occasion to go up there when there were some plumbing problems. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard that
17: um, the effect of the equipment that you're describing, people that are more prone to it are people that um, like have time. You, you know the expression, I don't have time for small talk. Right. right. Those, those are the people that aren't prone to hearing the voices. They'll just hear, you know, they'll get tinnitus and they won't really be affected by it. But it's when you focus on it, when you do spend the time to listen to it, is when you're more affected by it.
6: Well, it seems that I just can't get away from it. Hmm. Did you ever try
17: going up on UHF around 440s and monitoring those bands while you were hearing it?
6: UHF, you said?
17: U, yeah, Ultra. Ultra.
6: And what was the frequency?
17: Or... Oh, 440s.
6: Uh, no, I haven't done that.
17: Yeah. It's, uh, I, yeah, I had an experience around 447 one time. Very interesting. And um, there was a radio in the house, and every time I would switch the frequency on the radio, the carrier that was... I, I would hear in my own room on the radio so I'd go to switch it and it would disappear and then it was frequency jumping every time I went to switch it it would switch to another frequency mm-hmm. so it, it it has to do with like you know sometimes it's something they'll plant in the room or, but just give it a try if you, if you have time and you have that equipment
6: okay thank you very much
17: alright Tom take care
6: you too. Okay, so
8: I'm going to go to the next question. Linda Costanzo, there she is.
14: Hi, Linda. Here we are. Hi, Ella. And thank Hi. you, guest, for your for talking to us. First of all, well, I want to say I had no idea that. Spencer was so down to earth, I should listen to him more. I really appreciated what he had to say. Number one, number two, Sir, you mentioned something about um, you know um, Edward Snowden talking about their ability to read our minds, and I saw a, an, artic- or an article in an in, in, um, interview where he said that, but he followed up that with, they can watch how you type, they can watch how you input your information, they can watch when you back up, because they're on our computers, they can watch when you back up, what you erase, what you put it back in, they can put all of this information into their own programs and kind of figure out your method of thinking by watching how you operate on your computer, actually. I was wondering when you read this or saw this, did he express any of that or did he explain how he how he thinks they read our minds
6: i, I think i read the same thing yes i yeah. think i did read that
14: so he's not like reading word so they're not like reading words coming from our brains they're watching they're watching how we operate and what we say and how we construct our papers etc right
6: well yes because they can see everything that we see and, and okay. hear everything that we hear
14: well, and on our computer, they can see on our computers because they're hacked into them. Is what he was saying. They can follow oh, yes. you on, your comput- on your computer on your computer because they can see it because they've hacked in. Um, okay. Well, that's just
6: well, my that's what co- I
14: wanted to make sure. I just I, I, I get nervous
6: when my I my chorus people. my chorus of voices tells me that they can see everything I see and and hear everything I hear.
14: That's what your um your, your chorus tells you. Did you say?
6: That's what they tell me. Yep.
14: Yeah. yeah. Well. Um, they lie. <laughs> I've been told. I've heard they lie. Our, our V2K lies. I don't have V2K, V2K, but I've heard they do. In any event, whatever works, whatever we feel is right, but I just wanted to make sure that you heard the same thing I heard that, um, you know, what he said is they're on your computer anyway, and they watch what you do, and that's how they know what you're thinking. So, anyway, I just wanted to say that. I just, okay?
16: And thank, okay, you. thank you. Thank you for yeah. talking
14: to us. Yeah, yeah okay. thank you. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you, Anna. Linda. Uh-huh. Okay. Linda. Just wondering, to remind you to mute me. <laughs>
4: okay.
14: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to butt in. <laughs> okay,
4: hold on. My board's being a little stubborn. Okay. Let's see. There we go up at the top, Florida. Here's the last question. Hi, Florida.
7: Hi. Um, I get V2K 24/7 also, <clears throat> and they see what I see too. I don't have to be up near a computer. Uh, I've told this story a few times. I mean, they've told me where to move furniture and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> have you? You don't use any kind of shielding?
6: No, I haven't felt the need for it yet.
7: Um, when you when you uh, interact with them, and they've told you they're, they've told you who they're with, do you believe that? I'm just curious.
6: Well, I do believe they're uh, connected with the NSA, but I don't I don't know.
7: Okay, all right, that's the only question.
6: I've done I've done FOIA requests and never got anything back.
7: Okay. All right. Um, the only other suggestion I have is I've told family members, and they know they believe me, but I prefaced it by giving them written material and said, just read this and then let it sort of incubate for a while, and then brought the subject up again because it's so ludicrous sounding that, you know, you ha- it takes a while for them to finally accept it, but they will accept it. Mm-hmm. That's just some. Free advice, I guess. All right. Thanks a lot.
6: Yeah. Well, my mother, I mean, my wife is uh, from overseas, and her English really isn't that good. And my daughter has been watching me on the laptop look for mind control stuff, and she thinks it's a big joke.
7: Well, she might be too young to really be able to process it, you know. It's its, some, it's hard to process this. i I just told my son, and I've been like this for like 30 years almost, so... All right. That's it. Thank you.
6: Thank
4: you. Okay, Florida, thank you for the question. Okay. All right. I think that's the last question. unless Oh, I was wrong. Let me just scroll down a
8: little further. Okay, so North Georgia, coming to you. Come on
4: work for me. Hi, Georgia.
1: Yes. Um I, I'm calling um because I don't deal with any of these uh electronic uh kinds of things, but uh I am dealing with um harassment by uh first responders, uh local police, fire, uh ambulance. Uh you would think that these uh government workers uh would have you know better things to do? I guess with their downtime, but I would, uh,
6: I would hope that they do.
1: Yeah, you would hope so, and especially since we're paying their salaries. That's <laughs> <Yes>, correct. <laughs> but um, yeah, these uh, Yahoo's, uh, I, I notice, and I I, have, I went online to confirm this, but uh, what they do is they just they like when you're going to work or coming back from work, or or you know whatever you know running errands, whatever you're doing, whenever you're out. Um, and it, it doesn't and it crosses uh, jurisdictions, so it's not like if you're in one county, you cross into another or a city. You know, it, it crosses municipalities, and so I, I notice that I see these um, you know th- these different uh, departments, uh, police departments, fire departments, and ambulance uh, services as I uh, you know go about my daily you know day to day activities, and so I feel that that's a form you know of just uh, overt harassment. Now, I don't know why, because uh, I've never worked for an intelligence service. Uh, I did work for the government briefly, uh, the state government, not uh, the federal. And um, other than I've been to some anti-war protests, uh, I have called a few talk shows in my life. And um, I am somewhat outspoken. Um, uh, You know, I, I definitely... You no know, I mean, I've I've done that. I guess when I've called talk shows, I've been somewhat outspoken. You know, maybe that, but um, you know, I can't really attribute uh, why this would be occurring other than that maybe, like you said, they're just experimenting. Or I mean, I'm not sure what this is. And I I've, I've thought of going to like the American Civil Liberties Union uh, of contacting a constitutional law firm, um, or contacting maybe an activist uh, like a national. Uh, activist um someone with a talk show like coast to coast um well I don't trust George Nuri I think he's basically a controlled opposition to be honest I don't really think he's really what he you know I, I just don't I don't believe he is what he claims to be but um there are others uh Clyde Lewis I think he's out of Portland Oregon um he might be someone that I would consider but like I said I I don't deal with any kind of uh, electronic um you know harassment uh, my harassment is basically, and I I don't know if this is part of Infoguard or Infoguard or whatever you call Infoguard. Got it.
6: InfraGuard, InfraGuard,
1: but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is unacceptable, and um, you know, I um I am going to get a a car a camera a dash cam for my car, and I did contact someone who used to work in federal law enforcement, and he told me I needed to get, um, you know, f- uh, f- uh, footage. I need to get footage. Of this when it's happening, because um, my cell phone, you know, it's kind of awkward when you're driving to try to do that. It actually can be dangerous. But I thought if I just put a really good uh, digital dash cam in my car, and I'm thinking also of getting a body cam, which is what all police should have. As a as matter of fact, as I, you know, not as an aside issue, but no, I'm thinking about getting both a dash and a body camera so I can, you know, gather the footage and then maybe submit that you know to this uh, federal law former federal law enforcement and or a, a constitutional law firm because um i mean this this is this is very i mean it it causes a lot of stress and um uh, it really angers me because i feel like you know i'm paying taxes for these cockroaches to basically violate my uh, constitutional 6th 4th and probably other amendments as well and i mean it's just it's infuriating and not to mention well i won't I won't go any further than that <laughs> i but I mean, I just think the fact that these are first responders, these people are supposed to be serving us, the public, and here they are actually harassing me you know and i, I assume this is going on with other people as well, possibly but um i mean this is this is absolutely uh, appalling and um as i said i you know this has been going on since November of twenty fifteen so I don't attribute it to any party. Uh, I don't trust Democrats or Republicans. I think they're all corrupt. And um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm now apolitical, because the fact that this happened under the Obama administration tells me this program was in full effect when he was in you know, in office. Whether he knew about it, he probably did. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I'm kind of cynical. I know that may come across the way I'm talking right now, but I don't have a lot of faith in our republic, and I'm like, you know, we've got to do something because... Um, this this is this is what's going on, and I don't think it's just going on here in the hillbilly state of Georgia. Uh, I'm sure this is probably going on in other states as well. Yeah, I
4: haven't. Uh, in other countries as well. I mean, we're not. It's not exclusive to us. That's for sure.
1: Yes, right. Correct. Correct. So right. I was wondering, what do you think would be a good strategy in terms of getting this exposed? Because this is an abomination, as far as I'm concerned. You know. I and I, like I say, I'm sure the governor, the state governor here, I'm sure he's aware of it. I'm almost certain that the mayor of Atlanta, because he got reelected from uh, the Koch brothers. That's how he got reelected his second term. He's saying his term is ending this year, and they're going to have uh, elections. But I mean, you know, like I say, Georgia is one of the most corrupt state governments in the country. I already know that. I did the research. It's not the most. I think New York may be the most corrupt, but I think Georgia is in the top ten or fifteen, no doubt. So,
4: what do yeah. you think? Tom, um, what are your solution? What's your solutions on, yeah, thoughts I don't, on
6: this? I don't look forward to. I don't. I don't think there's a solution really. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing I've noticed is there don't seem to be many TIs in Hawaii. I, I somebody sent me a list of names, and there were only about ten or fifteen names on it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, there is NSA there, so. I... Hmm.
7: Okay.
6: And uh getting getting back to his uh, statements, I think the best way best way to handle it is collect as much evidence as possible. Okay.
4: Right. And then also I hope you take the survey if you haven't taken the Bill Benny survey, um Bill Benny, Kirk Weeby, Kate and Carla uh survey, I suggest doing that. Okay. Are you talking to me? Oh no, I was talking to him.
6: Okay, I've already I've already filled out the survey.
1: Okay. Where where can you find oh. uh, the survey? The survey. Where, where is it located?
4: Um, you can go online. You can go. I have a YouTube. The video is available in a couple of places, but um, I'm not sure about Kate, Ryan, Kate Ryan's channel. She spells it C-A-I-T or K-A-T-E. But if you go to my channel, Free, just put in Google Free targeted individuals, and in there you'll see it's the Global T-I Survey is the name of it, and it gives you instructions. Or if you have a problem calling. Finding it, I should say. You can email. Um, it's just T I survey at gmail, and okay. uh, you just send your name and information. Your name, your address, your phone number, and your country. Bill needs that information in case that there's some. Infor- you know, do you know who Bill Benny is, by the way?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I don't.
4: Okay, yeah, you'll get to know if you listen to that video. I have a lot of. Um, I have several interviews and discussions about Bill Binney on there. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very noble man, that's for sure. Him and Kirk Weeby and Kate and Carla are just really noble people. Um okay. and so they're gonna they're planning on taking the survey information and gathering the data and um, uh, they're gonna come forward to the press with this information. So ev- everyone's participation is, you know, requested. Um, to make okay. them more uh, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. To make it you know, if there's like a thousand people they have uh, Thousand TIs that they've uh, have information on it just makes it a more mm-hmm.
14: powerful survey. Yeah. So.
1: More I let, me, let me ask you this: uh, PAX International, I think that's somewhere in California. Does that have the the survey? Maybe.
4: Um, there's prob- there's information for the survey on on the oh. website. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: And also, if you go to ours, we have one. It's freedomfortargetedindividuals.org. There's information on the front page, and I have a link to the video. That's probably the quickest way to view it.
1: Got it. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. All
4: right. Thanks, Georgia.
1: Okay.
9: Okay, I'm going to come up to New York. We have more questions now, Tom. Hi, New York.
11: Hi hi I unfortunately was not able to listen to the whole evening I wish I could have but I could not um not by my choice but anyway um I was curious you said you're married um and your wife is from another country is she also targeted and is, could you just tell me what part of the world she's from is it Asia or Europe or
6: she's from Thailand okay is uh, she targeted no, she also was, she hasn't she hasn't mentioned anything about it so
11: do you think her mind is at all uh, remotely monitored or anything? Do you see anything happening to her, being so close to you?
6: Well, that's a possibility, but I haven't noticed anything
11: that oh, I can okay. put my finger on. Right, right. I was just curious. And it befalls us all, and uh, <laughs> where to begin and where to end. I don't know. But anyway, we're all working as, in our own special ways to try to help each other and try to figure a way out of this black tunnel right now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good luck to you.
4: Thank you, Luda. Thanks. I'm going to come to Central North Carolina. If my board will work with me here. Work with me. Come on. Ah, it's being stubborn tonight.
5: Okay.
9: Okay, North Carolina, you're unmuted. He's my bulldog in the background.
4: Carolina, North Carolina. I'll go ahead oh, back. I'm sorry. I had it on
18: mute. It's Patrick.
4: Oh, hi, Patrick. Oops, sorry. There's a big delay on the board. Go ahead. Hi, Patrick. Hi. Um,
18: I tuned in a little late, so I, I just got to hear Tom's question and answer and um, also to pick up on the difficult time that he's having. And, um, just wanted to say, I'm sorry for that um but I wanted to sort of chime in on what the caller said from Georgia uh, just to give him sort of some quick relative feedback that I have had the sort of synchronized um, ongoing Uh, Stalking from first responders, from from fire departments, from EMT, paramedics, um, ranging from Colorado to Maine to uh, Maryland, and then now here into North Carolina in in Greensboro. And so that's been a consistent part of my targeting in um, at least four states and it all the the effects from what i believe are directed energy did not start until about a couple of years ago so I, I just wanted to um confirm for the caller from georgia that um there are other people who have own you know who have only been targeted i believe By the first responder type of her, what what seems like harassment, and and I think one of my theories is is that they are running drills, and and an earlier caller alluded to the fact that after nine eleven, one of the the things, one of the problem areas that was identified, were was at least in. New York City, and especially there in Manhattan, a lot of the first responders were not communicating with each other. So I think in many cases, they are running drills and they're not not—they're often not aware. Um, but in many cases, too, I have spoken directly to first responders and they are aware. So I guess I'm a little conflicted there. But I just wanted to sort of piggyback on what he was saying and offer my perspective. And as I begin to develop more and more of the the electronic harassment, I become more and more open to other symptom sets, including voice decay. And even though I had read about voice decay technology a few decades ago, it has really taken me about three decades to to really take what I was reading and process it, if that makes sense. So I, I just needed to say all that, and I appreciate you letting me talk, Ella. Thank
6: you.
8: You're welcome. I have
9: a
4: little bit of a delay, guys. I have a little patience. Oh, no. I just lost the board. Hmm. Okay, guys. Give me a second.
8: That's not good. Okay. I tried to sing you a ditty while I do this. I wouldn't do that to your ears. Okay,
9: just having to log back in and hope
8: that I can see people on there. mm thanks for your patience, guys. going to take a minute to load. And I knew that was going to
4: happen. So, Pat, I can't see you on the board, so you might have to mute your your, uh, um, phone. Is that okay? Okay. I'm going to go to, the only person I can see on the board that has a question is North Central Texas. Hi, Texas
2: yeah hey Ella and tom um i just wanted to uh follow up with uh uh a comments on uh some other issues we weren't talking about earlier um we kinda i kind of delved into the history regarding uh s a i c and whatnot um but regarding uh the v two k um you know um i, I just want to pass this on to you because i found it it's helped me a lot um they're doing this to you. They're trying to get a reaction from you from the v 2 k They say the most horrendous things like we're going to, you know, give all your family members cancer and kill you in a car wreck or stage a car wreck or something like that, you know, make uh, something terrible and horrendous just to engage you in a conversation, just to keep your brain patterned and focused on their commands because eventually they want you to turn into this, like – automaton that you know that's how they it it goes back to operant and Pavlovian conditioning if you want to get into the two dollar words um what what i do and this is recommended by dr john hall who wrote guinea pigs and um robert duncan whose book was previously mentioning mentioned project soul catcher um good book especially the middle portion the first portion's a little heavy on the uh the cyberpunk analogies and the end's a little um, pessimistic, but the middle portion's gold. Um, ignore it, and you know that's easier said than done. Because sometimes, if you ignore it, they will, you know, painfully, uh, you know, hit you with uh, electromagnetic weaponry. Um, so you you've got to find clever ways to ignore it. Like you know, just do something silly. Like say, you know, if if, if someone's saying. You know if, if it you know they they use rem, the, the the term is remote neural monitoring uh for you know the the brain mapping ability and i and i 'll touch on that just briefly in a second um, where they pick up your thoughts and where they use the microwave auditory effect to communicate back to you to get some kind of trigger response out of you to basically over the long run create this uh, operant conditioning which basically you know turns you into Exhausted slave, almost. Um, just come up with some something funny. Like say, you know, uh, if they say something horrendous, like I'm going to stage uh, an 18-wheeler to run into you uh, tomorrow. You know, don't don't try to you know argue with them. Don't acknowledge them. Do what John Hall and Duncan say and ignore them. And do it with something clever, something silly. Just say oh, you know what, these, these anonymous traders that are scared to pick up the phone and call me are, are using the microwave auditory effect on me you know, for some kind of operant conditioning purposes. So I say to myself, you know what, you know, I don't speak Klingon. I don't speak your ET language. And it, 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 cr- it cracks them up like they don't know how to respond. The operator or the AI system or the chatterbox that they program – to torture me, you know, just didn't know how to respond to that. So that's my tip there, ignore it. And that's, I call the DHL the Duncan Hall Law. Uh, and as far as remote neural monitoring goes, uh, if you want to know the science behind it, just so you feel, you know, whether or not you want to discuss it with your family and friends or not, there is civilian technology for sale that um, uh, does this stuff. It's called emotive motive And it's not wireless, but the wireless capabilities are admitted to be developed by DARPA back in the 70s, um, and I can get you that. Um, But um, you you go to the emotive website, E-M-O-T-I-V, it talks about brain patterning, and it talks about brain mapping. And basically it's a device you can buy for $1,500, it's on the shelves right now, and um it will map your brain and then use and read your thoughts to control electronic devices in your mind so this this technology is available in the civilian sector um so uh it's this isn't science fiction this is a real deal so you know take comfort in the fact that you're espousing hardcore science here like this isn't um this isn't you know anything uh too far out there uh so you know just remember the dhl as i mentioned the duncan hall law ignore it uh remember a um you know and for everyone out there struggling you know uh, this stuff can be detected and deterred with spectrum analyzers the fbi and the department of defense are one of the biggest co- uh clients of Aronia, which makes spectrum analyzers it would cost less than one percent of their budget the number one goal in this country is to fight terror Tens of thousands of people are reporting domestic terrorism on our soil. You know what? Whether or not it's being done by the deep state or not, you know they have no excuse not to investigate these claims. You know they're just hoping people don't pay attention. And you know we model and, and you know just you, you be patient. Look at look at human rights activists in the past, the civil rights movement, the people that exposed asbestos. Ella. I had Paul Bordeaux on her program. He was the pioneering journalist that exposed that asbestos was killing hundreds of thousands of people. You know, it took him 10 years. He was called crazy for 10 years. And while he was exposing asbestos as a carcinogen, 500,000 people died. And you know what? He was right at the end of the day, even though he was called crazy. All the people in the military industrial complex and the Navy shipyards, they said, hey, Paul, you know what? People get the mesothelioma from digging in their garden." And you know what? It was BS. But you know that's what we're up against. The you know women's suffragette movement. You know when did women get the vote? 1920, I think. You know what happened to women when they were trying to vote before 1920? They were thrown in insane asylums. So this is human nature, so don't forget that. Don't lose hope. Don't act like we're up against Mount Everest here. You know, it's a challenge. It's not easy. It's an injustice. But, you know, with peaceful and legal activism model in the campaigns of the past, um, you know, we can expose these crimes, and we can get these crimes against humanity shut down. And, you know, the, the tools are there, spectrum analyzers. So, uh, that, that's, those are my last comments. Um, and my, you know, I have a final question for you, um, if you don't mind. I'd love to hear about Tania, like your jobs as a civilian contractor, the compartmentalization of the programs there, the culture, Hawaii. What, what could? A, it, what could allow a program like this to exist without, you know, the majority of the government or the people knowing about it? Like is the the deep state or the military industrial complex and the classification national security system so compartmentalized that this is a possibility without going into too much detail where you'd violate any confidentiality agreements?
6: Um, I can tell you some things. Uh, well, when I, when I left, they were in the process of, moving out and going to another facility. So it's possible that uh, what remained was devoted to this sort of uh, torture.
2: Interesting, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean they- and
6: as, as far as what I did, I translated a foreign language into English to, to be made into uh, intelligence reports.
2: But everything is very compartmentalized, you'd say, right? Mm-hmm.
6: Yes, I would say so, yeah.
2: Interesting. Great. Well, you've been an awesome guest, and thanks, Ella, and thanks, Tom.
6: Yeah, thank you.
4: Thank you, Spencer. Thanks for all your information and your um, your passion on these topics. So Central Florida, um, I've unmuted you. Do you have a question?
16: Uh, yes, hi. I think I know this. I I was just wondering, yes. I, didn't, I didn't dial in until, uh, until about 10.30, driving, so um, I heard something about Hawaii, i if this gentleman, um, are you from yes. Hawaii? You're
4: breaking up a little bit, you're breaking up a lot actually, um, I heard you say, this. you asked if this man, man's from Hawaii, he is,
6: yes. Okay, is he still in Hawaii or
16: has he left Hawaii? I live in Hawaii. Okay,
6: okay. I'm not originally so, from I'm not originally from Hawaii. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, but I, I was stationed here, and after I retired from the Army, we moved back because we liked it, and my daughter was born here.
16: Okay, so are, are you a TI? Or are you someone that's being targeted? Yes, I am. Okay,
6: so did the targeting start in Hawaii, or did it
16: start somewhere else? I, I didn't understand. Uh, did the targeting start in Hawaii or somewhere else?
6: it started here. I've been living here since uh 1980
16: something. Oh wow. So, how long have you been being targeted?
6: Uh the V2K started in uh around August uh 2014 after I retired from uh Kunia.
8: Uh, oh from where again?
6: Kunia. The same place oh. that Edward Snowden was at.
16: Oh, okay. Okay. I I was actually in Hawaii as well, uh, working at Wheeler, actually. I left, in, I left also in 2014.
5: Uh-huh.
16: Uh, and my targeting, actually, well, my post-targeting, that's how I refer to it now, um, started in 2011, also in Hawaii.
6: Uh-huh. So uh,
16: do you live in an apartment or do
6: you live in a home? I live in an apartment.
16: Okay. Is there anybody above your head?
6: Yes. There's a surveillance stakeout in the in the apartment above me.
16: Yeah, I think uh, that's what they did to me too. Follow me room from room, everywhere I went. They followed me and was it was monitoring everything that I do with every now and then would say nasty things to uh to irritate me, but just the fact I think they have a I think they like to to be above your head over there. Um they also did it in Colorado to be the same way, but not so much here in a uh, when I moved to Florida, I typically looked for a place where, it was, where, where no one could be over my head unless they were walking on the roof. But, yes, in Hawaii, they did that very effectively. And I uh, one, two, two of the places that I live. So how about your, your water? Have you noticed anything with the water?
6: No, I haven't noticed anything different.
16: Because uh, uh, what they did to me on two occasions, that they um, – they altered the plumbing so that they could so that they could uh send something through my water in the shower or what have you. But I could actually feel the difference. So and the the feeling of it is, is uh is like with it's like that feeling on your luggage. After they wipe your luggage at an airport, it has that same kind of feel to it. So what what the chemical is oh, I have no idea but I did notice that. So how about um um how about while you're sleeping? Did you have you experienced something where you can see like a um, like the way a television used to look? The analog televisions after eleven o'clock, when the, all the stations would you know would would go off air, and then you would see that that you know white, black, and white fuzzy stuff. Have you noticed anything like that while you were sleeping?
6: No, I have not.
16: Uh, uh, accompanied accompanied by quivering of the lips. So what? So, that's a good thing that means that you have not experienced what I would call brain download where they what they actually downloaded your the contents of your of your memories and brain and what have so all, but you said that you are receiving b two k yes i am okay so i think I think all that they can do to you essentially is try to try different things with you and while while using remote neural monitoring as they begin to master your vernacular and your diction or what have you, all of the words that you use, the way that you say things, I guess over time, if they continue with it, your um, what they put in your head will begin to sound just like you. It will be, become very difficult for you to be able to tell the difference. But right now, you can probably easily tell the difference if they just started. But if they continue with it, you'll find it more difficult to be able to tell the difference. And I think that's how they're able to manipulate so many people. And some of the, some of the things that we've heard on the news or what have you, of people doing very horrible things, I guess, um, over time, you know, they can convince you that, that, that what they put in your head is are your thoughts. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point with you. Um, so in my situation, when I was over there, um, um, they did all of the things that I described as well as the brain download or what have you, which really started the whole process of uh, using B2K as sort of an interrogation technique in my case. I think in, I think some of us, and then after the long period, you realize that you, in my case, that I've been targeted ever since I was a small boy. I think that has happened with a few other people, but not everyone. And, and, and I believe the purpose of that is, uh, I think, I think that they knew ten, tens of years ago that they would somehow have to reveal this technology to the public at large. And I think basically some of us, I think, will be used as patsies as in my opinion to, to justify the need for this type of technology. Mm-hmm. And I think um, hopefully that won't be you, but I think for some of us that is what this is all about. So i'm I'm very interested in knowing why they decided to target you. i i um I know what Kunia is, and like I said, I worked at will, which is essentially right across the street from Kunia. yeah so, yeah. so <clears throat> I don't know i i, I how about uh, what else did they do to me well oh, in my case actually, I actually received in Hawaii you would be able to attest to this um they rent out. Apartments. They they use their homes for for multi multi apartments. If you know what I'm talking about, I think so. They do that a lot there, but they don't do it in a proper way. So all of the mail still comes to one box, as opposed to having multiple addresses. In many cases, it's just something that they all do there, and so they don't they don't get in trouble for it. So in my particular case, the people that moved on top over top of me, um, and let me and let me back up a little bit. The funny thing about that is that someone else had moved in about before them, and when I guess when they decided that they wanted to target me close that way they they actually got this guy and his family to move out within a week after moving in and then and then the people that was before them they they were waiting had been waiting for a few years for an apartment uh a tall a tall building to be finished so that they could move in, and they weren't expecting. To be moved, they weren't expecting to move in for for several months, but they got a call saying, "Oh yeah, you know you can move in now." They're not done with the construction yet, but you can move in. So they left, and then then an, another couple moved in, a guy from Israel and his wife, I guess, was from Australia or something like that. And then within a week, they have suddenly, you know, said that they were going to be moving out, and then the people that were targeting me moved in. And so the, 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 the peculiar thing is that, like I said, with the mailbox, sometimes the, the mailman would deliver the mail to, to my uh, address downstairs, not knowing who was supposed to be getting what. And, and on one or two occasions, um, I got crates outside my door, and when I, when I looked at the crates, they, they said, um, you know, Fort B, <laughs> Fort B, which is, as we all know, the home of the NSA.
10: That's right, wow. so
16: yeah, and so, and so, um, how about your has anybody shot anything into your heart? I don't mean something that is uh that you can that is uh like a projectile, but something electromagnetic,
6: no, I don't think I've ever experienced it
16: okay, so they they did that to me from from upstairs i think uh I think the person living up there was poor people, actually, but the girl, I think she tried it. And when she couldn't do it, she had to call somebody else in, and then they drove up. And the funny thing about it is that they all had these uh, Honda Accords, the same, same type of Honda Accord. And when the, uh, when the, when the other person drove up um, uh, and shot me in the heart, I jumped out of, I was sleeping on the floor by that time because I was so close to the ceiling, the bed, that they were really attacking me really hard. So one of the things that I did is I moved to the porch. But they shot me in the heart, and I jumped up, you know, in anger, of course, and went outside, and I saw that it was a, um, a vehicle just like all the other vehicles. And I think the reason for that is so that the owner of the home, who also lived in the part of the house, would not become suspicious about the kind of vehicle. Just passing by, he would think it was just the same vehicle. But it was actually another Honda Accord. Ford. I'm just trying to trying to try piece Piece together for you some of the some of the strange things that they did and how how organized how how, uh, uh, how organized they were. So after they shot me in the heart with that, um, I guess I can, the only way to describe it is sort of an electromagnetic projectile. They were able to control my heart PF, keeping it at around sixty beats uh, uh, per minute, and which made it I think help with the sleep deprivation. And so after a while, I I, I started uh, I I got I, I became abreast of buying ROV to help me to, to help me sleep, and, and then also if you on your cell phone you can download these these um, generators is, is what they call it uh, frequency generators or what have you, that will that will um, produce different types of sound within within a range in which the the human ear can hear, and I used to play those tones and to help me sleep, and they were very successful at first. And then, and, and when they saw that, they started uh, injecting clicks into the tone, you know, uh, like a, like sending electromagnetic signals to the phone that would cause would cause clicks to interfere with the uh, the steady tone. And so, what I did, some of these functional generators are adjustable, and so what I did is I adjusted down to the lower hertz, switched it from a, a, a sinusoidal uh, a wave to a square wave, and I would reproduce those same clicks. And so whenever I, would, whenever I would reproduce the kind of sound that they were attacking me with, I would then be able to sleep using the same kind of sound. So I don't know if you, if you find it difficult to get some sleep. You may want to try, try that. Another thing I do is I sleep with their plugs all the time as well. So and now as for the heart rate, after in the beginning, um it was really harsh. And sometimes they would have my heart beating so so strongly that I would wake up the next morning with, with serious pain in my chest. And so over time though, that does that does pain. But also I started putting um you know, a lot of the TIs talk about this. I about I started putting those neos taping those with masking tape those neodymium magnets to a, to my heart area, and that has helped a lot. And so, anybody that has had those neodymium magnets, they, they separate the magnets with a little plastic piece. So what I would do is double 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 layer or triple layer the magnets on my chest, and I noticed that uh that it helped a lot. Either, either either the magnetism is helping or they know that if they were to attack my heart the way that they have been with the magnet it may it may be worse. This is under the auspices of my viewpoint that that they want to use me for something later to justify the technologies that they that they have. And so therefore they 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 don't want to harm me too much because then I won't be around for them to do that. So so either it is helping me, giving the magnets by helping me the way that I say, or they're they're helping to be as a deterrent of them uh, applying that technology to my heart when I'm wearing the bag. Um, I don't know if there's much more I could tell you about how they have been targeting me, um, but I guess I'll I guess I'll stop there. Do you have any questions for me at all?
6: Uh, not right now. And thank you very much for that information. Sure. Thank you, Ella.
4: Well, Tom, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, and agreeing to be interviewed. I think I'm going to end the interview part of this. I'm going to go ahead, but I'll leave the call open for a little bit. Um, and I think Kyle's going to open up his room a little bit on the early side. So, like I said, I'm going to um, end the recording, but it's still going to be going. So you're going to hear it'll, that it'll say end recording. But like I said, it'll still be on. so
5: done. Okay.
9: plus.